Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. If I was going to leave my kid every day, it had to be for something that really lit up my insides. And two, I just wanted to set an example for her that you can always start something new and take a risk. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hey, this is Adam Marks. I'm a tech founder, writer, and consultant, and I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about three and a half years now. Esprit does a phenomenal job spotlighting female entrepreneurs from all over the world And one thing I love about the show is listening to their stories and how they've built their companies and organizations. We should always be pushing for representation and equality every time we go into the boardroom, every time we look for co-founders, every time we look to hire employees for our companies. So support representation and equality, support the Women in Tech podcast, follow me at AdamMarks13 on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And remember to always look for the orange sunglasses. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech from around the world. Hello, everyone. This is Felice Lizay, and I am a producer, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur, founder of my content production company, Sweet Spot Studios. I am guest hosting for my good friend, Esprit Devora, and I am so excited to be here with you today chatting with Kim Nortman, CEO of Telly, a website builder platform for Web2 and Web3 creators that allows you to easily create a website in minutes with monetization features, including token gating and the ability to embed anything from storefronts to playlists. I love Telly. I use Telly myself. Can't say enough good things about Telly. (laughs) And I am super excited to speak with Kim about all of the things that Telly is doing to help creators monetize and build sustainable careers, utilizing all types of technology, creating an intersection between traditional Web 2 tech and Web 3 tech. So let's get into it. So Kim, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Let the audience know, like, what is Telly all about and, you know, a little of your backstory. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Felice. We are we are big Felice fans and big women in tech fans, so I'm really excited to be here. As you mentioned, I am the founder and CEO at Telly. I actually started my career as a writer. I've always been really passionate about telling stories of people whose stories might not otherwise be told. I ended up parlaying that into becoming a lawyer who spent much of my time focused on social justice and equity issues, in particular issues of pay equity on behalf of workers who were not making a living wage off their work. And as I saw what was going on with this group of creators who were able to go direct to their fan bases and make a living off their passions, 
I knew this was going to be my chance that I needed to dive headfirst in to combine my love of storytelling with my desire to make sure this new class of workers was actually going to be able to live and thrive off of their work. So I jumped into the creator world in 2015 at a company that was building direct-to-consumer businesses in partnership with creators and talent throughout the ecosystem. So everyone from smaller YouTubers up through top talent, I quickly discovered those businesses worked really well for a small percentage of top talent, but um, really weren't accessible for everyone. And I became really obsessed with how do we truly open up access so that every creator who can find an engaged fan base that finds real value in their story, in their work, is able to directly own that relationship with those fans and supporters has very robust no-code design and storytelling tools to tell beautiful stories, to express their creative output, and can ultimately make a living by standing up what is essentially the modern fan club. So that is a lot of the roots of what we've built at Telly. I am so about all of that. Equity for artists is so important in creating a sustainable lifestyles for artists is so important. So I'm so thankful to what you and your team are building to help us help us with that. What I find really interesting about Telly is that Telly, I've had a few, um, I'm, I'm very passionate about Web3, as you know, and I know you are as well. The Web3 guests that I've had on are working on in Web3 companies, and that's mainly all they do. Your company, Telly, is a cross between the old and the new. It's really a beautiful marriage of both. Can you talk a little bit more about that and explain, you know, I someone who's been listening to me, guest host on this podcast, has heard about Web3, but just explain a little bit, you know, about that marriage between Web3 and the traditional um, world Web2, in quotes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At Telly, we are laser focused on giving independent creators the tools to express yourselves, to build relationships, and ultimately make a living from your creativity. So we we really view, you know, the technology to be we will leverage whatever technology best helps our creators accomplish their goals. And creators today live across Web2 platforms. Those are the primary discovery platforms. There's a ton of utility built into the existing Web2 platforms. And so what we want to do is make this work seamlessly in the context of every all of their existing workflows and everywhere where they're living today. So at base, you know, Telly is your link and bio, your website, your portfolio, and your commerce hub. And you can have absolutely nothing to do with Web3. And what we've wanted to do is build a better version of that particular function for creators in a place where they can customize and express themselves and really have every release or project be something that they can have a completely branded experience around that they can stand up in minutes and also make it possible for those who want to incorporate certain Web3 features to be able to you know, transition audiences off of those platforms to do so. But the focus for us is on the pain we're solving for creators, and the focus is not on what technology we're using. I love it, um, because I think that that's where a lot of people have gotten confused about Web3 technology and rolling their eyes at NFTs. It's really about making that technology invisible, you know, making it just something that is a tool that makes it possible for creators to really live a good life by making a good living at what they do. So I love that so much. With Telly, correct me if I'm wrong, Telly started 
as Lincoln Bio, more Web 2, if you will, and then started integrating Web 3 technologies into the platform. How did that occur? How did that happen? When we first started this, we felt like there was a real pain point for creators around being able to kind of turn their casual followers into true fans by giving them a place where they could engage more deeply, where those those folks could come and instead of kind of bouncing off to all the other platforms with the existing link aggregators, they could actually have full content playback, full checkout on commerce, and a much more immersive experience where you would give a real reason for a real connection building between creators and their fans and a real reason for fans to come back. And we knew that to do that, to accomplish the goals that we were trying to accomplish for creators, to actually be able to build that connection and intent along with being able to allow supporters to directly support their favorite creators and you know move folks, uh, both creators and their fans, away from being the product into to that sort of connected relationship where everybody could thrive, that we just needed to really, really nail what that Lincoln Bio Site Builder product uh, would be. And then we we wanted this to operate as a hub, as a community hub for artists to reach their their best supporters. And so we layered on the ability to token gate any page just for your supporter community so that you could incorporate all these really rich features. You could incorporate you know, all the Web2 platforms that you live on, but they could be gated just for your fans who could get exclusive content, exclusive merch, exclusive tickets, you know, give feedback, give comments, all those kinds of things um, in a hub that was just for the community. So we wanted to make sure we had really nailed that site builder product first before we started bringing the Web3 features in. Um, And then for the folks who want to make use of actually digital drops, you know, on and off chain, we wanted to layer that on too, to have that digitally native commerce available to all creators. That's so, so, so cool. We know where you are now, but how did you get here in terms of getting into the tech industry, going from being a writer to an attorney to here? I, I've just like, how, what was that path like for you? It was definitely nonlinear, as you can tell. You know, I really come at this from, as I said, starting from the the storytelling place, right? That was where my first love was, where my heart was, where I saw my sort of calling. And um, turned that into storytelling in the advocacy world. And then I, you know, I saw what was happening with distribution and how that fundamentally changed storytelling, whose stories got told, how people could reach audiences. And I sort of knew that to be able to make a real impact, I wanted to be on the cutting edge of where the combination of content, media, storytelling, and the technologies that were sort of disrupting how that all got delivered sat, and that this was the place that I could make the best impact. And so it was a scary jump, but I, you know, I've friends and family members who have been deep in tech for years. Uh, my husband's in tech, my sister, they both taught me so, so much more than I could imagine. And I'm forever indebted to them. And um, and I've just sought out the experts along the way to help me figure out how to accomplish the things that I'm trying to accomplish for the creator community. Did your family or, you know, your even your husband kind of help you with finding those connections to bring this these ideas to life like with the inception of telly like how did how did that part um happen for you yeah so 
I, I was at a company for five years before Telly that was sitting right at that intersection of media technology and really coming at this from the perspective of how can we work with creators and talent to help them build these direct-to-consumer businesses. I got a lot of training there. I learned so, so much about this world there. And I really got my feet wet in that environment. And then I did. I built relationships both through my work there, through friends and family and I just would try to have every meeting lead to another meeting and just be okay asking the dumb questions and getting advice. And and then it sort of snowballed into more and more from there. The relationship building is such a big part. And I loved how you said earlier, like it was just a weaving path. It went all different directions because I, I feel like that is the common thread for most entrepreneurs and people that kind of are living out here on the cutting edge of technology is like this winding path that it comes from somewhere that you may not even have expected expected it to come from. I love that you brought up that you're a storyteller. I feel like that's myself as well as a, as a songwriter. Um, it's sh- very, very short stories. And so do you feel like overall your overarching calling is being a storyteller? Is, is that kind of what drives you? Yeah, I I think it's really empowering people to tell their stories. And it's, as I said, giving a platform to those whose stories might not otherwise be told. I, When I married my husband, he was actually a fine arts photographer and a professor. And I used to kind of joke that I was a patron of the arts. But it's, it's kind of true. I, I'm passionate about like a broader cross-section of people being able to share their creativity with the world. I, I realized early on that it was that sort of surface of other people's stories being told that really was the thing that moved and called me. That's so interesting. As you started out as a writer and you saw that you were starting, your your path was starting to go in different directions than maybe where you thought you were going to go originally, what kind of went through your mind with that process? Because I think sometimes, especially as an artist, because you're an artist at heart, it sounds, it's, 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 you're an artist, you're a writer. So how did that kind of process work for you? Because I know sometimes it's a little scary to go, well, I thought I was going to do this, but now I'm doing this. What am I doing? Like, did you have that moment? And how did you overcome that moment? Yeah, I, I think I had that moment a couple of times, both in the transition from being a writer to a lawyer and in some ways, even more in the transition off of that next big cliff to being in the business and tech world and becoming an entrepreneur. I think, you know, there were a couple of pivotal things that affected my thinking on these. You know, one thing was actually the training of being a lawyer actually gave me the analytical skills that sort of reduced the fear of not knowing something. And I definitely learned over the course of my time writing and being an attorney that I really wanted to be working collaboratively as part of a team to build or grow something with a group. I grew up as a person who played team sports and I did that for a reason. And I always, I think, had this deep impulse to do something generative in collaboration with teammates. You know, I hit this crossroads when I decided to make the big jump from being an attorney um, to jumping over into the the tech world where I had just had my first kid and 
that was extra scary, but there was also something really empowering about being a new mom right at the time when I wanted to take a really scary leap and knowing one, like if I was going to leave my kid every day, it had to be for something that really lit up my insides. And two, I just wanted to set an example for her that you can always start something new and take a risk. I think that's the unique thing about talking to women about their journeys through their professional lives. It There's always, well, not always, if, unless you don't have any children, but if you have children along that journey, there's this extra moment that gives you that catalyst, that inspiration. How has being a mother influenced like your career overall? In probably more ways than I can count, I'm First and foremost, it makes you laser focused and really intentional with your time because, you know, it used to be before this, I could, okay, I could grit through the all nighter to get that brief done. But now I'm, I'm working from home, but I'm metaphorically getting home and getting on to them. And so I ruthlessly prioritize making sure that I'm doing the most important things all the time. I think, second, the skills of being. Uh, a good mom or parent, which we're all always working on every day, overlap a lot in a lot of ways with what makes you a better person and more sort of in touch with your own triggers and your own motivations and also a better people manager and more understanding of how to motivate and inspire in a positive way and how to understand where other folks are coming from. So I think it's just made me sharper and better all around. You know, I think that that's such a beautiful thing to acknowledge. It's such a strength that um, women have. And I think that oftentimes, um, especially when it comes to motherhood in the workplace, women sometimes can feel pressured to perform and to, you know, bounce back just as fast as men bounce back after having birth and all that stuff. But there's this other side that is such a metamorphosis of wisdom that, you know, you can only get from that experience. So, you know, is there anything in terms of like, as as far as being a mother that has helped you with your leadership um, and with, with, you know, working with the teams that you're working with now? Absolutely. I think really understanding what motivates different people based on a combination of their nature and nurture is coming from a place of empathy and sort of getting yourself into the shoes that other people walk in and knowing how that affects, you know, what's brought them to where they are today and then being able to help guide them on the basis of that understanding, I think is something that I've developed 10x since becoming a parent. I have two incredibly different kids. And so learning how you have to do something entirely different with each of them and the things that motivate them and the things that they have challenges with, the the same tools do not apply in each scenario. And I think understanding that and understanding, you know, when you're working with you know, a leadership team, and then an entire team of people who come from really different backgrounds and are motivated in really different ways and work in really different ways. I I think I've become much better at understanding how to make that work in a way that makes your team like a real superpower when they when all those different points of view come together. That's so wonderful. Now to flip it on its head, as you were coming up in your career, and even now, 
are there particular mentors that help you, you know, kind of guide you on your path? I've had such amazing mentors that have helped me along the way at every stage of my career. I would say in my job that I had right before I came to Telly, um, my old boss, Lloyd Braun, who was such a unique combination of creative storytelling and programming in the sense of media programming alongside business acumen. He has just this spectacular combination of left and right brain that working in the creator ecosystem is so crucial. And he also really made me believe I could take this really scary leap at this stage and start something on my own, which he had done after having a really big career in the traditional entertainment world. He was incredibly influential for me. And did you feel like every step of the way you had a different type of mentor because you kind of had, I'm, I'm saying three, but it's probably more, but from hearing like there was the writing era, there was the attorney era, there was the um, influencers and <laughs> um, era, like what kind of mentors did you need along the way for each of those steps? I did. I had really key mentors at each step along the way. And frankly, it's hard to pick one from each step because I want to say so many other people as well. There was an incredible um, female partner at my law firm who I became very close with and was such a key mentor for me, both in thinking about the approach to work and in thinking about the approach to life, who cared so deeply about who I was as a person and who her other mentees were as people and wanting to make sure that our strengths were valued in the culture of a large law firm and also that, you know, we um, we felt supported at every step along the way, both in and out of work. And having that sort of incredible female mentor at that stage was so influential for me. And each stage I've had, I've had that and I've kept those people in my life and I continue to just feel so much gratitude for the ways that they've shaped my ability to get to where I am. I love that you said that they're still in your life. And I think that we never stop needing mentors. And then even when we start mentoring others, it's like there's certain things that you need at certain stages, even when you're a leader, um, that you need to be able to have someone else to lean in on. So that's so cool that you still keep in touch and lean in on your mentors. What is a particular circumstance, experience that really was challenging for you that was pivotal in your development? What do you like? What was a big moment that really helped you grow? There's one that pops to mind that was when I was a senior in college, which is such a uh, pivotal moment in your life anyway, where you're sort of on the, the cusp of, you know, real quote adulthood, but you're still a kid in a bunch of ways. I at that time was the captain of my rugby team. Our coach quit mid-season, and I was essentially left to coach the team and had to kind of manage being both captain and coach to what ended up being actually a successful run to make it to the national championships, which was amazing. I say to the national championships because we did lose in the finals and came in second, but it was it felt like an incredible journey to have made it there. There were a couple of things that I think were really huge key learnings that I've taken with me for the rest of my life. One was actually recognizing my own strengths and weaknesses as a leader and knowing where I needed help. And I ended up collaborating really closely with the junior leader on the team, who was frankly a much better player than me, like really skilled and really talented. And I think by being vulnerable and authentic and 
I think it gave the team more confidence in me and in themselves and more feeling of ownership than if I had sort of pretended like I could just jump in and take this over and, you know, knew what I was doing in every way. But I think the fact that I knew where I needed help at that point was a, a, a good lesson for me that I've carried with me throughout every other point of being a leader in my life. That's such a big thing to just know when to ask for help. I think sometimes we see train wrecks happen just because somebody doesn't know when to you know, hit the brakes. So that's really admirable. What are some lessons that you learned along the way to, you know, I don't even want to say to achieving your your destination, because I don't think that we ever really reach our destination. We just have, you know, train stops along the way. What are some lessons that have really, you know, shaped you and really helped you in getting to this point so far? One is just that, you know, the things about myself that I have often viewed as challenges or that I think are unique for the role that I'm in are also intimately intertwined with my superpowers. And knowing that and understanding that and having confidence in um, how that works together and where I can bring the superpowers to bear to kind of support the challenges has been uh, an important lesson for me. I think another big one. I think a lot of people know this kind of general wisdom and advice, but the the notion that change is inevitable, but growth and adaptation is optional. And so every day being that new day where you can say, okay, I can choose to do something differently than I did it yesterday. Like I know what adjustments need to be made. I can just make them and I can move forward. Um, and really releasing yourself of any feelings of, you know, attachment to having not done it that way the day before and just really focusing on what the path forward is, I think has made me better and sharper in every way. I completely can relate. I always, I meditate every morning and I feel like, you know, every time we go to sleep, that's a time to reset. Like, you you know, if it wasn't a good, if it was a great day the day before, then, you know, just continue the party. But if you need to reset, you could just go to bed <laughs> and reset when you wake up in the morning. So that's such a, that's such a great way. I mean, you have to have that kind of mentality too, because it can be so challenging as a woman to be in a leadership role or in the professional world in general. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, I, I tend to overthink things too much. And if you if you hold on to that the next day, that's like, that's so, you, you got to just let it go and just keep moving forward. What is the biggest advice that you would give someone else who is just starting at the beginning of their path, who maybe is kind of similar to you, who's has an artistic um, uh proclivity, but also has a technical and business mind as well. And maybe is at that fork in the road where it's like, you know, um, which way do I go? There's a lot of things I want to do. <laughs> what is your what would you have wanted to hear? And what would you like to like, tell someone in that place? That's a great question. A few things. One, not doing the hard things is also hard. So choose your hard, you know, don't be scared to choose a path that you think is a big risk or a big challenge, because if that seed is in you, you know, you should listen to that, that little voice and follow, um, follow it. You know, I think the, the other one I said before, which is, you know, life is, life is kind of a, a series of these loosely connected phases, but 
you know, each phase is, it can be incredibly different. So just being willing to sort of roll into something new and open to what that brings and then willing to adapt to what you need to really be successful at that new phase. And, you know, reinvention is always possible. Oh, yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I was shocked when I found out that Lucille Ball, like, didn't, like, her, the beginning of her career was really at 40. Like, I was like, what? I mean, there's always, like, there's always opportunity to reinvent who you are at every stage. And we see that so many times, especially with entertainers and things like that. You could see it visibly. But I think that everyone needs to know they can have that reinvention moment. And it's actually probably going, it's inevitable, right? Uh, we have to, we, when with growth comes, you know, reinvention. So th- thank you for saying that. That's so, that's so, so good. What do you envision as the next phase for you? Um, or maybe like you're, I don't know if you're in the middle of this phase and maybe you're like, I'm not looking at that next phase yet, but what do you think is like the, the next steps for you in general? I am so focused on telly and supporting our creator community and how we can continue to make it more possible for independent creators to express themselves, to build those connections, to thrive off their work that I I think I've found my purpose and my calling in this. And I just want to continue to work toward a real creator middle class. And so I am, I'm, I'm laser focused on this. I've just got my head down and uh, I just want to support the creator and artist community. I love that. I love that. I love that so much because first of all, that just makes my heart so happy. Like when somebody's found their calling and they're just doing what they, what they love. And it, you could tell, like, that's what, I think that's what, why I'm having, that's why I'm like in telly world all the time these days, because it's just so wonderful to work with you and your team because you all are so passionate about the mission. And I love that mission of creating that creator middle class because I think that we are coming to a new age where we're not going to necessarily see the mega, mega superstars like we have. I think we're going to see a more equitable playing field for creators in general. And I, I'm super excited personally, not a paid ad about what Telly's building because I personally am loving just the features and the fact that you guys are always thinking about what creators actually need to actually thrive. So that's beautiful. I love that that's your that that's your your actual calling and that's where you want to be right now. What women in tech um in the well, it could be in any tech space, I guess. Um but you know, if there's any web3 women in tech, you know, throw them out as well. Um that what what women in tech inspire you? I'm really inspired um this is not a web3 woman in tech, but she's an amazing woman in tech. A good friend of mine from college. Her name's Hayden O'Dell. She is actually the CEO of Upwork. And she worked her way through product and marketing. She knows her customers and her team better than anyone. She's navigated excruciatingly complex situations like having a large customer base in Ukraine when the war broke out with a kind of grace and fortitude that I aspire to every day. And it's really incredible to watch kind of a peer that you've known throughout the entire journey. move along that journey with so much grit um, and so much passion and empathy. So giving her a little shout out on this one. I love it. You know, there's nothing better than coming up and your friends coming up too. And, 
you know, I, I think of it like I look at hip hop grown up now and I'm like, it that's that's what it's like when you come up and everybody's come up together and you remember when you were in the college days, you know, hustling and everything. And then now it's just champagne parties and everybody is doing well. And that's so cool. That's such an awesome thing. You know, we're going to do some quick fire questions now that um, are just going to go kind of into some of your interests and things like that. What is your favorite book? There's a book called Fugitive Pieces by Anne Michaels. I haven't I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's probably not a very known one, but it's it's beautifully written. So check it out. Is it fiction? Yes. I love when people say fiction books because I I not that nonfiction isn't great. I just think that it's so nice to also escape and just go. I'm a big book book nerd, so I love just, you know, this is one of my favorite parts of this is finding out with books because then I'm like, oh, maybe I need to go read that book. <laughs> yeah, it's something I've allowed myself to start doing again recently is really, you know, kind of losing myself in fiction. It's been really nice. That's so important. I mean, we get so caught up in doing, doing, doing and improving, improving, improving. And there has to come a point where we just actually just be and just relax and just do things just to enjoy it for the enjoyment and not for a goal. So I'm totally with you on that. (laughs) What is your favorite podcast? Oh, it's very hard to choose between my babies on the podcast side. I, I think I would, I love We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. That's a top one for me, for sure. What is your favorite part of the of that show? You know, I love the interviews, but I also love just when they're sort of dip, digging deep into topics about, you know, things that they can let go of, how they can improve themselves. And they bring on folks who just have incredible stories to tell and, um, you know, are there to really help people live their lives better, live their lives as their authentic selves and understand themselves in ways that allow them to show up in the ways that they want to at home and at work. And so many incredibly inspiring people who have been on there and, you know, shared things that have moved me to tears and helped me be better at everything. That's awesome. I love that. I like to know, like, you know, what is it that you like about the show? What's your best tech resource? Oh, gosh, so many. I love Invest Like the Best. I love Lenny's newsletter. Casey Newton and Kevin Roos, I think, are great platformer. Um, I love Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. I think these, those are some top ones for me. Love it. Um, I'm, I'm literally, I live for this part of the the show so I can like get all the new the new resources because um, I'm a total. I love I love apps and newsletters and different things <laughs> to give me more more information. What is your favorite hobby? I started getting back into ceramics, which is something I loved when I was much younger and have rediscovered. So I would say that's my my recent one. Are we talking like ghost? Like you're 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 at the what do they call at the that? wheel? The, oh yeah, full on ghost at the wheel, situation, yeah. except for it's just me, <laughs> just me. <laughs> or so you think exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, you know, I so appreciate you coming on the the show. I I was so good to actually get to meet you um last week and um well not in person. That's coming next. I hope I hope um because we it's there's several telly folks in LA, so I'm excited for the telly in person meetup. Something that I really loved in it, with our first meeting was that you you all were actually doing calls with 
creators using the platform and asking questions. And I just think that's just such a um, a cool thing because a lot of companies get so caught up in just head down, building, building, and maybe putting some surveys out. But the personal touch of actually talking to your audience, your consumer, your, you know, that is so important. Like, was that just something that you all came up with? Who thought of that? I'm just curious. Like, I just thought that that, like, that really touched me in terms of like, I was already in, but then I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so amazing. Like you're the personal touch is, is so good. You know, I think it's, it's something we've always done. It's just core to how we do things. I can't imagine doing it any other way. Like I, we make this platform for you and we want your input and we want to know what motivates you and we want to know what keeps you up at night. And it's the only way that we can really serve you in the ways that we want to. I mean, a a quick, you know, another quick shout out to you and our creator community. One of the coolest parts by far of this is creating a platform that's so powerful that people come on and do creative things that we could never have thought of. So they're showing us the uses of the platform, like the way that you created this kind of scavenger hunt um, and quizzes within the platform that is telling a story from page to page and is, you know, in this kind of multimedia format was just so powerful and so cool. And it's just so rewarding for us to have our creators teach us what they want and show us creative applications that we could never have even dreamed up. And it's why we do what we do. You know, as you were saying that, it made me think, you know, it's almost like these these new emerging technologies and then these new platforms such as Telly are almost like collaborators with the creators. Like I felt like I was collaborating with Telly even before I started actually speaking to people that actually worked at Telly. Like I was just collaborating with the platform and going, hmm, I need to do this. How do I do it? And now looking at what was available and then going, oh, okay, I could do it like that. And it was like this back and forth, like collaboration that was happening with your platform. And that's, it was almost like you all have built an immersive platform experience because it really is like so um, conducive to, to innovation and coming up with new ideas and new ways. That's so cool. Like most plat a lot I think the past is 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 platforms that are just kind of two dimensional. Like it's like this is how you use it, this is how you sign up, this is how you do it. And I think the future is really what you all are doing with creating platforms that really are like blocks. You could just build it out any way that works for you. And so I just appreciate the platform. I really do. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I, you know, what can the women in tech um, community do to support you and Telly and your work? Just come check it out and put awesome, put your work on the platform, put awesome projects on the platform. So, you know, you can find us at tell.ie and then tell us what you love about it. Tell us what else we can do uh, to make it a better experience for you. We actually made a little code for the women in tech community. So if you put um, one month, so like the number one and month into um, the code area. When you sign up for TelePro, you get one month free. Um, so we just you know, want you to come on and check it out, um, use it in ways we haven't thought of before and tell us what you think. Oh, thank you so much. I am just going to say right now, just if if you're listening to this, 
definitely go check it out. There's so many uses of the Tele platform, and I'm just really excited to see where it goes from here. Um, so thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate you coming on today. I know um, the whole women in tech community um, really appreciates it as well. Just excited to continue to build together and create this better creator economy together. You know, do you have any last, you know, thoughts you want to leave with the uh, with the community before we sign off? Just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. So excited to be in community with this incredible group of women who are all so innovative and have so much grit. And it's just an honor to be here. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much for hanging with the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on our socials at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And also say hello to me at Felice Lose on the socials as well. And I will see you in another episode. And remember to take care of yourself and always love yourself. Have a great day. Hi, this is Kim Nortman, CEO at Telly. Telly allows creators to turn casual followers into true fans by standing up a branded landing page in minutes that combines storytelling and commerce. I'm based in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.